I was thinking, like, did you guys feel like in the beginning of the movie, the first scene when he was boosting that speeder, I was like, did they like do something like digitally to his face to like age him down or something? His yeah. face looked just yeah. like kind of. Uh, well, there's a couple other parts. Maybe it's just were, a lot of makeup or something. Like, but. Is that Billy D. Williams? Like, they like morph their oh, voices yeah. at first. Oh, <laughs> you know? really? Yeah. yeah. He did, like, just, just for the first few lines, because they were far away. Yeah. It's interesting, though. Like, I, I've seen a bunch of people, I'm sure you guys have heard it, too. Like, people say that, like, uh, Donald Glover, like, steals the show. You know what I mean? And I didn't really feel like that was the case. I thought, like, I thought that uh, Alden was fantastic. Like, yeah. he was great, and I didn't... I mean, they were both really good. Yeah. Donald Glover was just as good, but, like, the idea that, you know, Lando is, like, you know, more of what's great about the movie or something, I didn't think that at all. Mm -hmm. I thought he totally carried the movie, like, mm -hmm. so. I, I, I really liked how they, what they did with, Chew, with Chewie, I thought, like, it took me a minute to be okay with, like, the intro, the introduction and all that stuff, but, like, he was really a central character. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and it wasn't like the buddy comedy that I thought it might have been. You know, like, they were, like, I I think he kind of really developed more of a character. I thought I thought the script was a little bit better with his, his speech. You know, like, instead of, you know, like, repeating his lines back to him. Oh, yeah. You know, like, they kind of tend to do. That's what I thought. I really liked how they did Chewie. Yeah. Like, I thought it was great. Yeah, the chemistry was great between the two of them, and yeah, it was way more natural, the back and forth between them, just like, a lot of times they would just let you kind of infer what Chewie was saying or what he meant instead of, like like you said, like, always having Han repeat it back, or, yeah. Are you okay with Han speaking Kashiki? Shri-wook? That was fun. Yeah, no, I thought that was funny, actually. Yeah, I like that. I like it better than that first one. I thought he was just drowning in mud and like made a, <laughs> made a noise like like that like mocked him or something. Right. Yeah. 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 No, that that I was into. Um, I was like at bigger picture. I thought it, everything was just paced so well and so it yeah. Felt good. I, you know? Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, it's the best Star Wars movie that's come out in the last six months. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, that's true. That is true. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, five, yeah, five I months. Said it no, I no, said no, it no, no, no. Well, then you'd have to go a year. I'll, I'll go maybe even farther than that out. I don't know. Wow. I, I really liked it. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, he's, uh... Wow. And I don't feel like that's just me coming out of the theater saying that either. Well, actually, this is this is funny, because, like, it would have been five months ago or so that we were here talking about The Last Jedi, and you were like... Did you come? Were you I there? I was in the movie. Because I went to the later show. Oh, that's right. So yeah. you weren't here when we were talking about it, but I know that your like initial reaction to The Last Jedi was kind of shaky, for sure. You were like... Initial and continuing. I'd... Well, you... Okay, then you've like done I that. said, no, I'm gone... no, no, no. Here's okay. what I said. I <laughs> right. said, I liked it a lot better the second time I saw okay. it. Okay, all right, okay. But I just watched it again recently, and I still... It's fine, but I honestly like having a desire to watch it. I... Okay, all right. Wow. All so right. we don't even talk about Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. talked about that a lot, but I'm just saying, like, okay, interesting. So you think it's, you definitely liked it better than Last Jedi, and possibly it's right up there with Force Awakens for you, yeah, is what I you're saying. So. I don't know, Force, Force Awakens didn't bring Darth Maul back from the dead, though, so that's <laughs> that's one thing, but 
I guess that, that was the one thing that kind of jarred me from my, from my high experience there. Maybe, yeah. maybe he's a dark side force ghost. Yeah. I'm hoping they just don't go anywhere no, and, they, and they leave it at that. Yeah. I, I, don't I don't think so. I don't have a feeling. I, I, or I have no, a feeling that's not going to be the case, though. I think they're setting up for a sequel that involves the Java mission that Ron botches and... Which would be great. Darth Maul. But, yeah, I don't need to see that. You don't need to, but I don't, I don't know. Well, it's okay. kind of short. Yeah. Seems kind of fun. I get. Well, we, let's talk about Darth Maul later, like, after we've said all the things we like about the movie, because <laughs> I didn't love that, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did think it was paced really well. Kevin, I leaned over to Kevin after about the first, maybe third of the movie or whatever, and I was like, have you seen all the comments online of people saying that, like, it has a slow start? Because I'm like, what are you talking, like, in the Rotten Tomatoes, like, the different reviews I've read and stuff? Yeah, I don't right? know what movies that What? Yeah, like how? Picks up. I read that too, yeah. How on earth? I mean, like, it starts off with this, like, giant car chase, and then, like, and then all of a sudden he's getting blasted, like, in an explosion in a war, and then he's, like... You know, meeting up with this guy. I mean, it was just like go, 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 go. Can we start even sooner? What did you think of the blue text, the crawl that wasn't a crawl? Oh, that, uh, that's, a, that's a good point. That was crazy. It was weird to have a non traditional way that it served the same function as a crawl. Yeah. Was, I liked what it, it said, though. I mean, it, like, yeah. it, it was about the same way. It, just, it was just all exposition, wrong. right? It was, it was blue and not gold or whatever. And Initially, it was really weird to me to not have any music because it's just so Trey, like, Pat yeah. Bob's dog. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. You see a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I mean, I get the goosebumps when I see this film a long time ago. Like, And I'm like, oh, shit, it's just going to keep going. All right. You know, yeah. like, yeah, I, mean, I, can't, I can't form an opinion on this because i got to read it. But, you know. Well, I'm trying to read it to Margot, too. Like, while. Oh. Right. So, kind of. Yeah. yeah. I think it was good though because it, it wasn't it was a crawl but it was like or you know the equivalent of a crawl but like it really just was explaining like Han's a runaway and there's this like worm thing that is in charge of the runaways and you kind of need to know that so that they don't have to explain that through expository dialogue and stuff so I thought like, like that was the great. First line it is a time of lawlessness like it is a period of civil war. Yeah, like, well, like, it fit like that. Pattern that the crawl uses, like that. I was, it I was fine with it, but it wasn't as long as a crawl, though. I think. No, it there wasn't was, as much. Well, some of them, some of them shorter, but yeah. It's... Only, I guess, I mean, yeah, I'm fine with it. I liked it, whatever the crawl part, but like, part of me wishes, like, I don't know if they should either establish a format for these like non-saga movies in terms of a crawl. Maybe that's what this will be going forward. You know, but Rogue One had a totally different approach than this. So it's like either they should establish a formula. Or they should do it in a way that's completely unique for a given movie. This felt like almost what we get in a saga movie, but not what we get in a saga movie. But it's like right. there's two standalones, and the other standalone doesn't do this at all. So right. it just seems like, too, like, I don't know, it's a weird... But, you know, it's not something I really care about, I guess. But, yeah. but it, did, uh, it did serve a purpose, though. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was good. Oh, I thought yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, I was fine with it. Anyway, sorry. And then the car chase. And the car, oh, well, just, it was yeah, it was just like a super like just jump right into it. I'm good for now. Yeah, thanks. But yeah, it just like zoomed right into it. The car chase is cool, and the speeder that he stole kind of almost looked like an old hot rod too. Yeah, like, aesthetically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was so awesome. I that was kind of cool. I like the feel of it. I, I noticed right away, and it actually surprisingly continued through most of the movie that. It has, it has this sort of grimy 80s sci-fi feel to me. I mean, I've always thought of Star Wars 
art design is a little more timeless sci-fi. This is very much grimy. Some of it was a little Blade Runner-ish. It just it felt different immediately, and it was very dark. I thought throughout the movie, lots of dark colors and dark rooms. And I was thinking that when they were in that all blue room with the warm thing, but they explained yep. that. Kind that of, was they, they showed you why cool. that was. Yeah, but that yeah, was all those blues. So they were yeah, like, like, yeah. yeah. Proxima. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I've like read somebody involved in the production say this so you know but it's also it's definitely true is like it starts out super dark and kind of gritty and then like more color comes into the movie as it goes you know so by the end of the movie it's yeah, not it's like, pretty bright yeah it's yeah. you know um, so yeah but, it's a thematic thing yeah, yeah but I mean just like a super fun heist movie type yep. thing which is what I wanted it to be it's a heist movie. Yeah. Like, was the old war movie. Because they were saying, like, this was going to be kind of like a Western almost. Like, it was a straight-up heist movie. Yeah. It's like, it's like Ocean, not Ocean's Eleven, but kind of like that idea. Yeah, but who would have thought that the whole putting a team together thing was not about the mission they did. It was about the future Java mission that yeah. we know about that didn't happen in this movie. Putting a team together. That was, he was talking about the Java thing that was maybe going to happen without him. But we don't even really know what the Java thing is, though, right? No. We just know he drops. Well, his... the Java thing could might not be the Java thing. He said, yeah. Like, like I, I always got the feeling. I always had the feeling like Han Solo like smuggled. Like he needs to smuggle more than two. Like so far, he's not smuggled anything. Really. You know, right. like he, like I always get the feeling he worked for Java Hut for a while. Yeah. And then and then botched the one or you know dropped dumped it or whatever. But when in, but in the trailer when they were saying got a big shot gangster, I think we were all thinking he was talking about Dread the Boss. Movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure, movie. sure, sure, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, for a while there, I was like, man, they really revealed a lot in the trailer when the, when the pirates came back. Yeah. And they're kind of setting us up. So I'm like, well, we know they're gonna be waiting there for them. Like, we saw that exchange already. Well, and also, like, they released a couple of scenes from the movie uh, on YouTube and stuff over the last couple of weeks, and one of them is that scene where Han blows the whole, like, confrontation with Enfys Nest and Lando takes off in the Falcon, and it's like, that got the biggest pop in the theater. Like, the there was, like, yeah, well, I'm surprised they showed that scene, like... Well, because yeah. that was a, the final, like, later I'm really glad they did that because it was a second there where I was afraid it was going to be like the Millennium Falcon comes in to save the day like, or like we've already seen happen and, yeah. yeah yeah but then that would have been awful if he did blast them all because they turned out to be a bunch of kids that were like right well a kid and, yeah so yeah it was wicked wasn't it that's true yeah totally but I don't know because like the, the the tone of it and just like the feeling of it and everything was like so much fun and like I, I'm, I'm right there with you Dan where like 75% of the way through the movie I was just like man I can't believe they, they've really done it you know what I mean like it's so so good and I mean overall it is like I'm that's I'm still that way but I feel like some of the like really referential or like wor- for lack of a better term like world building stuff is like to me that's where it's like it doesn't need that it's so good without that like it yeah, just yeah. really I mean with the, with the really close tie-ins yeah and, that, and that's they call what them, I really liked about it and, and that's why that one thing disappointed me yeah but like they call them a st- they call it a standalone they go, they're like the standalone movies like I feel like this one even way more than Rogue One 
No, I feel like it does. It, like, it stands alone. Like, it could be... Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, okay, Han Solo is from the original trilogy, and so is Lando and Falcon and all that stuff, but just, like, as a movie, like, I could take that thing separate from the saga, just watch it, and it's just, like, from beginning to... But if you've thinking. never seen a Star Wars movie, you could watch that movie and be like... I get. I mean, yeah, I understand it. Like it's just a universal yeah, yeah. like heist story. And like I mean, you get who Han is right away. No force. Aside no from, force at all. You know, building on the, one of the most famous characters in movie history. The like, I felt just felt like it was really low stakes because it's yeah. not having to build all this crap about the force and all this other stuff. Right. You know what I mean? It doesn't have that weight on it. Right. Whereas any one of these other movies, aside from Rogue One, yeah. You know has had that so far so it didn't like to me it was lower stakes in that manner and it was a good thing and I, I, I don't know what you guys talked about before I got here but nothing but you all of the talk <laughs> like, all of the fear <laughs> all the fear about Alden Eric not being able to oh my gosh he was amazing that's part of the movie he was so funny throughout yes he was excellent yeah like, like she tells him this like just the, like the, no like they didn't have any doubt but she said smile they kind of look at each other and he doesn't really smile. Like mm-hmm. That was just like mm-hmm. really perfectly nuanced. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't a Harrison Ford impression, but he still had that role. Oh, and, uh, so much charm. I think you're right, though. Best part of the I think he, it was the best part of the movie. Absolutely. He was the best part of the movie. I want to go back and just watch him and laugh. And yeah. it, I, I, I love like, that character, and uh, he did a really good job. The Swedish guy is Chewbacca, though. I, I Jonas really, Soitamo? I really, uh-huh. really, really like him. I he was great. Like, he's added... Like, he is one of these added to that character... Like it's, I feel Chewie's much more dynamic, but it's still so much him. Yeah. You know, like nothing he does, I'm like. Oh. Yeah, you never, you never feel like it's not Chewbacca, but right. it's there's more depth well, like, or like there's combat, more to it. Like hand to hand combat, I'm like, I'm, I'm down with this. Like it is, it works. Like, yeah. I'm, it doesn't feel strange. Um, the like starved slave wookies looked kind of weird to me. Yeah. Well, like, because they looked like, a little different than they looked like Land of the Lost there for a while. They really went out of their way to make the the different Wookies. I guess because they're starved and because they're slaves and stuff. Like yeah. it makes sense, but like they really went out of their way to make them look but not the like set, traditional Wookies. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally, like, totally. They look more similar. Yeah, yeah. Revenge of the Sith was the pre Darth Maul came back to life era, so everything's different now. That could not have been a more surprising. Like, I, I was expecting big surprises. Yeah, I was not expecting. Yeah, that. but we're recording this in Rockford, Illinois, and that's what you call a cheap trick. Okay, like yeah. yes, it was a surprise in the moment. But like, yeah. it's not worth it for the implications that yeah. follow. Oh, we're I not there yet. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. We'll get You know who he works for. You know who he reports for. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, were, I, like, I knew that that was going to be that was going to be the twist at the end. I thought it might be like, I thought it might be Darth Vader. Like, oh my God, you know it's Darth Vader. Like that, that would have been. That would have pissed me off more. Really? Well, I thought they were going to get on the The reason that whole thing to me was bad is because it jars me out of this whole thing. It's not really tied in. To yes, the overall yes, story yes, yes, together. yes. Okay. So but, if it was Darth Vader, that would have been even worse for that type of. Story. But at least like you're used to like, well, Darth Vader's in Star Wars movies. Like it wouldn't have been like it wouldn't have felt to me. It wouldn't have felt like ooh, we we threw something at you you never saw coming. You know what I mean? Like that's what it's like to me. And actually, Kevin earlier today texted me. I guess we can't stop talking about the Darth Maul thing yet. Like we just got to talk about it now. But like Kevin had texted me earlier, and Jeremy too, I think, and said maybe you were, maybe it was you and Ryan. I don't know. But anyway, like the idea, like oh well, maybe like we'll get a you and cameo, an Obi Wan cameo. You know, it's like to me that's like yeah, in the moment, like 
for 20 seconds it would be like oh my god I didn't I didn't know that was gonna happen it'd be so cool but then after that it's just like to me it's like product placement or like advertising or something watch how we're connecting this synergy of this larger universe we're creating I don't want that in the movie because it takes me out of it I just want to watch the movie and feel like everything that's in there is supposed to be in there not like and you can tune in next month when we provide the sequel or the TV show or go back and watch Clone Wars on Netflix because then you'll know how Darth Maul got here. Like, I hate that. I don't want it to yeah, be... I know no. a lot of people live for that stuff, but to me I it's like... It's, the only complication for me is that it really changes the way you feel watching Phantom Menace, and I totally get that. Like, it changes the way Phantom Menace ends, changes the way you feel about it, changes the way you think about it, changes a lot. But well, even when they brought Darth Maul back... They, he's really dead. Like Obi Wan really killed him in Rebels. So like, where does you know like where does that all fit in in this thing? You know. Like, yeah, well, I get that. Canon, so. I well, mean, it is. Yeah. So like, well, but but like Rebels and Ezra and all that and that episode would be pretty darn close to A New Hope. Probably like two years before New Hope at right. the at the longest this so this has to be like 10 to 8 to 10 years or something so this would definitely before that happened but like you know Darth Maul either he dies again or like you know like he was kind of a destitute kind of like, yeah. You know, at that point in Rebels. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, I guess this would be pretty fun. This is probably like around the time I can barely say it without like dying saying it, but there's like about around the time that Darth Maul was in charge of Mandalore and all that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when he was big time yeah, mob I, boss or whatever. I, I I have some which is so far from what the character was in the Phantom Menace and what it was ever intended to be. Sure, because he's dead. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna let it like. Fun. I I I can see there being a fun. I can see feeling really excited if they. I'm full blown if he was the villain in the next movie like I, that, that, that might be a, a really fun interesting thing even if it complicates I don't, like, don't want to see Han Solo it'd be interesting a showdown, a showdown with Kira and Han Solo and Darth Maul like it just doesn't well yeah but that's the thing that that's why I really liked I have to say like the end the last the end of this movie was more satisfying to me than the end I'm not talking about that part but than, than the end of Last Jedi which I really liked because I really enjoyed the fact that we were getting like a fight scene between this guy who can't really fight because he has a blaster and he's like when they're in the room with Kira that that whole dynamic was much more interesting to me than a lightsaber duel I, yeah. I really Once enjoyed I what, what happened Josh, in that he's like tell me that you don't like sabers in this thing and I said no because uh, I didn't think about the one little thing which was, was a really strange thing to do uh, yeah, it was. That just we, we're like, not on the same planet but we're still going to make this through it seems so unnecessary yeah. right? I'll get another I'll do one of those too I'll take the same thing while yeah, I felt like, it was, like he's got this muscle flex that he does like. Remember, I still got this lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! What are you talking about with the lightsaber in this? Movie? He lights it. He lights his lightsaber. Who he does? Dark Maul. Oh, Darth Darth Maul. Maul. Or, oh yeah, 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 yeah. In the Maul. credits, Maul. 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 Maul, not Dark Maul. Maul. In the credits, it just says Maul. Yeah, because yeah. that's his uh, post. Okay, that that's his post Phantom Menace identity. identity. And it was Ray Park, and it was voiced by Sam Witwer. Yeah. Who did it? I like that. Yeah, that's fine, but like. Yeah, I can tell that. I don't know, but Ray Park voiced him in Phantom Menace, right? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. It was Peter Sefranowitz or whatever. Yeah, he didn't. Yes. He didn't yeah. do the voice. 
Yeah, wow. and then that guy talked a me- uh, metric ton of crap about the Phantom Menace. So then when they, oh, right. I don't know that he would have done it for Clone Wars anyways, but like they, he was on the Lucasfilm like David Prowse like Lucasfilm like no higher list like. He, <laughs> he, <laughs> it's a two person list. It's the guy who played Darth Maul and the guy who played Darth Vader. It's, it's, yeah. it's the Sith list. Yeah, it is. It really yeah, is. Yeah. Is it the only there two? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, but. Uh, no, but like you, you're like, oh, well, I like it, Kevin, because like, you know, it seems like it'd be really interesting for, you know, him to be the villain in the next one, and you've got the Kira, Darth Maul, Han Solo dynamic or whatever. But I mean, maybe that could be good. But then, still, as soon as you said that, it triggers in me like the whole like. But he was awesome in the Phantom Menace because he barely said anything, and he was this like silent, scary. Like he shows up on Naboo in the Royal Palace and he extends that lightsaber and you're just like, whoa. And he doesn't say anything and yeah, he's just awesome yeah, and he's scary. But a lot and, has and, happened to him since then. Uh, stop it. You stop it. I'm kind of messing with you. Yeah, I know. I can tell. I can tell. I can tell. Yeah. You know? It's just like... And, and, and would this, this movie would be... Thanks. This movie would be, be for sure the voodoo... This one would be for sure worse if like Darth Maul was a villain instead of Dryden Boss. Like, guess what they did? They created a new villain, and it was interesting, and it was cool. And he was actually and, like, pretty scary. And they could certainly do that again in the next Solo movie if they make a sequel. Just create something new and but, interesting. It doesn't have to okay, be like okay. but an Easter me. egg. Right. So in like three years, when we get a trailer for a movie that's all about like. Jabba the Hutt and Darth Maul. Like, you're gonna be kind of excited. Well, hey, while while I was sitting I in Solo, I honestly say I am not excited. <laughs> oh, me neither. I totally am. Well, I'll well, watch it. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll be there on the opening night. But but here's here's the deal with me though. I can convince myself, and I do convince myself, I'm not gonna like this stuff. Like when they first announce it, and then it takes a long period of me like calming down and yeah. adjusting to it before I. It's like, I mean, I remember being at work the day that it was announced that. Lucasfilm was sold to Disney, and I was. And people were coming up to me congratulating me. That there's gonna be more Star Wars movies, and I was practically despondent. I was just like, "Oh no, this is a bastardization of George Lucas's saga, and like, there's never meant to be any more movies." And you know, now Force Awakens, I like more than Return of the Jedi. You know what I mean? So it's just like I, I go through this thing where I'm just like too conservative and too scared of it being bad, and then. Like, this movie came out, and it was mostly super awesome, so, you know. But I didn't, I mean, you go back to, like, early episodes of the podcast two years ago, and I'd be like, nobody wants a Han Solo movie, I don't want a Han Solo movie. And I walked out of there tonight being like, this rules, so, you're right. I think I can compartmentalize my feelings about it. Like, part of me understands the whole, like, this this changes Obi-Wan killing him in Phantom Menace. This, This is really weird and unnatural feeling, but I'm also able to be like... It's kind of exciting. Like see, I, I felt when I saw him, he pulls down his hood and it's dark and all. Like I felt, wow! I never thought I was going to see that in the movie again. This opens up a lot of possibilities. I, just, I, I couldn't. Pro- I, I missed a lot of the dialogue and I couldn't process it. Because I'm just like, what? I was trying to figure out when it took place at first. I was like, wait, this is. Well, I didn't even put that together, and like, I mean, I understand timelines. And we're big I still didn't think, well, he's dead, like, because it was so disconnected from. <laughs> Well, you know, the movie, I mean, it was not really connected chronologically with anything. Yeah, this, the and, that, existed, and this throws it the, out the window a lot of the talk that we've heard over the last couple of weeks since the premiere that this was not going to be a controversial Star Wars movie. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. There are going to be people really, really annoyed by this. Yes. 
just that one part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I think the Enfys Nest reveal people are going to be mad about too. Oh, and I like that a lot. I also liked I it. I like that. But I'm not dumb. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that like. The, the boycott Disney, boycott Star Wars people, like the ones that like. For there's a lot of people for whom Ryan Johnson addressing like the whole 99%, you know, uh, even like the very timid message about like animal rights in the Last Jedi. Like there's people that are just incensed about that, you know. So the fact that they reveal this to be a teenage girl, you know. Uh, I just think people are going to be like, wow, oh, they're shoving it down our throat. Like, why, oh God, you know? How about L3? Be like, I was all for it. I'm, I'm ready to buy an L3 t-shirt and everything else. Like, oh, she's like, great. She's like a social activism droid, which okay. I'm all so, for. Yeah. 100% is awesome. Totally. So we should, I, we should talk about, like, all the different characters because, like, Han was awesome. We, we all feel that way, right? Like, yeah. knocked it. Just amazing. Just, like, better than anybody expected, I feel like. He was fantastic. Uh, By far, surpassed my expectations. Donald Glover met my expectations. Was, but they were super high. They were super high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the only thing where I, with, I mean, it's not at all a negative in terms of his performance, but like, like I said earlier, I think, like, I just don't see how he was better than Alden. Like, I don't like because that's like kind of the buzz. Like, oh, Alden's great, but Donald Glover, Donald Glover. I, I think, think that's, that's just because he's famous. People, I think that's the narrative people wanted when they went into the movie yeah. more than it is the actual reality. I think they were both great, but Alden. Amazing. I mean, he had more to work with. He had a much larger role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, he just carried that movie. But, like, yeah, Donald Glover, I can't, like, I don't have a single criticism. I think he brought Lando back in the best possible way. He was fantastic. I just don't think he was in really better than Alden in any way. I no. thought they were both amazing. What I was looking for in, in Lando and Han is I, I was really hoping they didn't make the relationship something that made their reuniting in Emperor Strikes Back be a little awkward or a match, but I don't think they did. I think they did a great job. I think I think what happened works. Although I feel like they should make a sequel. Well, it seems like they are going to make a sequel to Solo, but like I feel like they should because when they do meet in Empire Strikes Back, it's like Lando walks up to him like I am still super pissed at you about something, yeah. and I don't feel like winning that card game is enough for him to. Yeah, be. But that was a long time ago. Like, what are they talking about? Oh yeah. Chewie says something, and Han says, "Yeah, that was a long time ago." Like. It wasn't this. He also says he may not remember me. I mean, he he suggested Lando might not even remember who he is. Well, that might be a little bit of a... Well, (laughs) I was going to say, that might might turn out to be one of those, like, uh, go see Yoda, the Jedi Master who instructed me moments. It's like, yeah, he didn't really instruct you. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Or or Leia saying she remembers uh, her Yeah, remembers her her biological... All that stuff. Like, it doesn't matter. I don't care. But, like, I do feel like... Empire implies that there, the last time they saw each other, there was like some kind of blow up between well, them. Yeah, I didn't know if he's gonna punch him or. Right. Him, like. There was a blow up between. He stole the money. He did not steal it. He did not steal it. Which he said four times in the movie. And in fact, he, he did, but Lando's gonna be pissed about it. No, yeah. I think Lando was like, I don't. Think, well, <clears> okay. Cheated him out of a ship that didn't exist. And, I, th- I think that's one of those moments where he's like, he's gonna look at it like, you're good, you know, you're you're maybe as good as me, kind of thing, like, because he well, figured yeah, but out it that kind he of was. Plays into exactly how he plays uh-huh. it in Empire, though. He can act yeah. angry about it, and, but um, then he's not angry about it. Yeah, I, I cannot even. The scene, the first card game scene, John and I were dying. <laughs> we were. Everything that was happening was just knocking me over. <laughs> it was so well, okay. funny. The, the second thing I la- I cracked up about was that. That 
alien who like I don't know if it was his cards or his chips or what, but just like put it into his like big saw mouth and it was chewing. Like, oh, he was like doing his he was, he was biting his fingernails because he yeah, was nervous. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. He, was, he was nervous. Yeah, it was cracking up. That was the best. That was great, but there was something before that that we cracked up. Oh, it was the that eyes. guy. The eyes. The, that, oh yeah, keep your eyes on your own. And that delivery. Yeah, yeah, No, no, but the killer was. Now I can see your cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He would, dude. It was, was so good. That was great. That was really good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but L three, like, because we talked oh, about yeah, you know Han and Lando. L three was awesome. Uh, really funny. Uh, the droids writing, I think, is pretty good. I'm reading Last Shot now, right now. Yeah. Oh yeah? yeah. Okay, I'm about forty pages from the end or so. Um, and the droids rights thing is definitely in that book a little oh, bit. Okay. You know, yeah, are you kind of really? I just do audio with my son when I'm driving around. Oh no! Oh, yeah. Hey, that book gets a little spicy at times. You know what, what I mean? It? Like, well, yeah, you're already, you're already, is that the Lando? Is that the Lando description? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bulge, the bulge is in that one. Yeah, there's like a post-coital fight scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. And some Laku stroking, but yeah, no, it's not too bad, I guess. But anyway, all that stuff I thought was great. I have to say, though, I do have to say, like, a legit criticism there is, like, the K2SO death scene in Rogue One Mm -hmm. is genuinely super emotionally affecting. I did not get that from L3. Like, I think they tried to make it, like, Lando just, like, heartbroken and all this. And, I mean, it was sad. It was a little bit Avengers there when when she was, like, what's happening? Like, you know, that was... Yeah. Part of me was just, like, I don't know. This robot got shot, and now the... Computer shutting down. You know, I, right. I just it didn't. But then her brain is still 100 percent intact. Now she's part of the Vulcan. Right? And Lando got over that so pretty that's quick why too. C3PO says, "Where did your ship learn to speak?" Oh. Uh, and no, no, no. The real reason is that they always call her she. Yeah, but that's just you just you do that with your car. Your I know, ship. and that's why George Lucas wrote it. But this is giving an explanation for that because in the movie, once she's in there, they start calling her she. Yeah. But they don't call her else. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. What was the... Okay. So, but you, did you guys find that moment, the L3's death moment, like pretty oh, intense? or? tried pretty hard. I, I, I did. like the range. I, did. I, I agree it didn't accomplish the same feeling like K2SO, but it, yeah. it wasn't like bad. Oh, no, I don't think it was bad. For me, it was more... I, I, my, I think my connection with Lando, like seeing Lando. Yeah. Well, like... I don't know. Like I almost felt like when she was like rallying the troops in this big slave revolt, it was it wasn't funny, but it was still just like you know, she's like taking on this very human characteristic, even though she's a droid. And like all of a sudden, that was like a, a general of some kind, and then like all right, whatever, it's kind of charming, and then like oh shit, like she's got shit like blasted a couple times, and now she's dead. Like yeah, right? yeah. I guess it wasn't that endearing and charming. It was more it seemed like, fast. Yeah, yeah, it was like all right, now she's okay. Right. Yes, that was it. Yeah. That was pretty quick. Yeah. Um, I, I, as, as far as the characters, though, I think that a lot of my expectations were based on what was going to happen to these characters in the end. I assumed that Han was going to get screwed over a ton at yeah. the end of this, and that was going to feed his character. The thing that I really liked about it is that two characters, Beckett and Kira. They did screw him over, yet I still like those characters. Yeah. Yes. I don't just mean I, I appreciate who those characters are. I like and have sympathy for those characters, yeah, even though they... That fits the movie, kind of, 
everybody double crosses each other, but that's like right. she kind of says it like you're just you're in the game. You almost like, like now you're in the game. Like, that's, yeah. This is just and she was like, I yeah, you do know a lot, just not as much as me, or I know a little bit yeah. more than you, or whatever. You know, like yeah. yeah, that was good. I was actually majorly invested in the Han Kira connection. Like, I, I agree. I was well, feeling always double crossing in high school movies. That's like yeah. The one real quick, just go back to L three, the droid sex joke. Don't know if I was on board with that or not. <laughs> How would that even work? Oh, it, it, work. it works. Oh, it works. No, it, it works. It, it currently does work. It, you know, like, is what she said. Like, it works. Not that it would work. It's, no, it's not hypothetical. It was very much like the Moscanata sex joke time where I was just like, no, no, no. See, I'm kind, of into, I'm kind of into the pervy jokes in these new Star Wars movies. I do kind of like it. I like the, I like yeah, the, the droid one. one. <laughs> What's that? I like the droid one. She's two for two on the perviness. Like I'm, I'm into both. I of like that Wookie. I'm on board with the. Oh, he's got skills. Not as much. Yeah. Oh, really? I, I agree. I, oh I agree. man, I love that. One. I guess I'm just the, the most demented here, but I, I love like, that one. She's talking about like his skills with the blaster, and then like he's a poet with a blaster. No, yeah. but the, but yeah. the, the. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to change something. No, but what is it they say? He can do. I don't know. I forget how she says it. Oh yeah, he yeah. can do everything. Well, then, yeah, it's the one that Finn and Rose just going like, he's <laughs> looking at each other like. <laughs> no, but with with L three though, you get the idea that Kira kind of understands that L three is just like a little off. Yeah. The circuitry's a little messed up. Like K two. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. But but in a different way. I don't feel like it was the same character at all. For a couple lines, the first few lines, I'm like again. Mm-hmm. But then I was. Yeah. She yeah, was no. different, yeah, she was she was definitely pretty different from like the most um, sentient or the most like independent droid we've ever seen in a Star Wars movie. I By think. Far. Yeah. Because K two, you could I think you still say like like he was programmed that way. Yeah. You kind of get that feeling. Yeah. yeah. But not with her, like. Right. And the the backstory on L three is I think that she almost like kind of created herself like. She's supposed to be put together from different parts, from different droids that she, I don't know how, but, you know, sort of fine-tuned or kind of, yeah, evolved herself, so. Uh. The one, one of the plot points that I struggled with was how conveniently reunited Kira and Hansel were, like, yeah. it was so quick, it was like, like, for a while I'm like, is somebody messing with him? That's really what I was her? thinking. Like, is this going to be some stupid thing where, like, it's not her and they're messing with him and this is, like, a force user that's in his head? It's like, man, that was so easy. I was like, is that really like, her? Here she is. Like, yeah, just yeah. dropped her right back in the plot. I, I thought it was a little... I liked how it ended, though. It, it, I, I liked it because it's very complicated yeah. because we don't know. Like, there's still a lot of mystery with her, but I still appreciate it and sympathize with her character. I still wanted those two characters to connect yeah even though we know I think you know what I think maybe if their separation wasn't so to me that like their separation with that wall and like her yeah. going back to the place you can't get out of like if they had been like separated like we're both gonna sneak onto the ship and she snuck onto one ship and he snuck onto another or something I would have been a little bit more on that but it was like she's in this inex- inescapable place where they would probably kill most people for trying to escape but then all of a sudden she's just like at a party I was like ah it just well three, like, year, three or four years later yeah still right? it, just seemed, it seemed super in a galaxy yeah in the entire galaxy like it just seemed a, a big convenience 
But you got to bring those characters together. I mean, yeah. I, that's what I was going to say. Like, I guess what what's the alternative? Like, the alternative though is that then you have to sort of derail the story so we can go back to Corellia to meet up with right. her or something like. And it's more interesting to wonder what she's been doing. Maybe we'll get a, I really like that character a lot. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's talk about Kira because I was expecting not to really care that much about Kira. I don't know why. I think maybe because like. Amelia Clark, I think, is just kind of like she's fine, but you know, I don't really think she's all yeah, that. Right, she's fine. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's that like yeah. that great in, yeah. in the Game of Thrones or anything, and I don't know. I just kind of felt like it wouldn't be that great of a character, but I thought she was. She was good. And the performance was really good. I thought, and I thought the, the writing for the character was really good, and and that's another thing too is like, you know, if he had had to go back to Corellia to find her or whatever. Then it's sort of like, well, who is Kira? She's the girl that sits around and waits for him to come back, you know, yeah, versus, yeah. like, she kind of... She made her own life. She had her own story, yeah. and we don't get to see it, but she has her own story, and it's not just I like... Love that. Yeah. And at the end of it, she fucks him up. She, yeah. she, she, uh, she does things that, that are mean to the character we appreciate and love, and... We still like her. Yeah. We still. I thought she was gonna die. That's what I, I was thought. I thought Han Solo was jaded because I, he had watched her die. I almost I covered my. I covered my eyes, man. Like when, when they had. I, I know they were playing. Like they wanted us to think that was about to happen because, like, when after she killed Dryden, and Han was like, they had this extended, like, you know, goodbye with one another or whatever. And he's going into that elevator, and then he doesn't go into the elevator. I'm like, oh, you know, she's it's totally gonna be like a Michael Myers thing here, and he, he's gonna sit up and just kill her. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Especially when she looked at the money and then didn't take it. Really? Was that even money? Like, what? Uh oh. Uh oh. Ryan just texted us, "Wolf." Like, Ryan from the show just texted us, "Wolf," which I think means I don't like that movie. Uh oh. Well, I'll have to talk to him later, but anyway. <laughs> um, sorry. Yeah, yeah so... <laughs> Please translate. <laughs> yeah. Is that Sri Wook or what, what's going on yeah, here? Well, like, yeah, do you also speak Wookiee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I speak so. I did like those, the subtitles of this broken... Oh, it was hilarious. Oh, my God. And that's the thing, too. Like, I mean, I guess we're talking about characters there, but the writing, I feel like it was... I personally, I know a lot of people have, and I personally did kind of doubt like Lawrence Kasdan a little bit. Like, I don't know if I really want to see this movie. I, mean, I didn't doubt him specifically, but like, I could have and should have just looked at this. Like, this guy wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark. He wrote Empire Strikes Back. Like, just go for it, and it's going to be great because it is like I feel like the quality of the script is. I don't know if it's quite. It's not Raiders of the Lost Ark, but it's. It feels like a movie written by the same guy. You know what yeah, I mean? It it's like it's close to that. He, I mean, the dialogue. He, he got the Han dialogue. That, that like fun. And my father-in-law, who was who I was sitting next to, not he loves the movie. He's not a huge fan. Said it was his favorite since Empire. Favorite since Empire. He loves. He likes all of them. I mean, he he even has nice things to say about the prequels, which you know, of course, we do too. But but he said he liked this better than all the new ones. And even Jedi. Yeah, it's hard to avoid ranking them. You know, like, right, right. But. I don't like to rank. I, I think we talked about this recently. I don't like to rank all of them anymore, but I don't mind ranking like I'll look at like okay, well, there's been four movies in the Disney era. Like, how do those fall for me? Kind of. It's hard for me to decide between Force Awakens and Last Jedi, but those would be one and two for sure. Yeah. But then 
I have to see this one more, but I think I like this more than Rogue One. But oh god, I'm not even close. Really? No. I like Rogue One much better. I don't know. I I can't rank anymore. It's really hard for me to. I put Rogue One ahead a lot of the stuff, not a lot, but some of the soccer movies, like, I really, really like Rogue Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean... There's nothing I would, like, very little I would change in that, like... I hate playing, I, would, I wish Kanto White never existed. Not because I, not because it's all bougie, but because I, <laughs> I don't like that part of the movie. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know why. It's, it's, I mean, like, there, are, there are elements of all the movies where I'm like, oh, you know, I can do without it. I mean, I'm not talking about this, but like, when I'm watching it for like the eighth time. Sure, 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 sure. It's sure. like, oh, whatever, I don't really care. Nothing in Rogue One is like, that. like, it's, it's, it's like, so like, I don't put this in Rogue One. Well, Rogue One is very, uh, yeah, Rogue One is, is really consistently good all throughout. And it does have a lot, it, you know, I was going to say, like, I, but I don't know if it has the same heart, you know, like, there's not a character in Rogue One, like, that, like, has the level of heart and stuff as, like, Han Solo. I think that's why I like maybe this one more in Lando. But then, I don't know, I mean, I, I love that speech from Galen to Jin, you know, as, like, they're showing the, the explosion and all that. It's, like, it's amazing. And Well, my favorite... I don't. I, I, sorry, I'm forgetting who said this, but there's somebody who we probably should, I should probably remember his name who said that his favorite Star Wars movie is the one he's watching currently. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah. I really like that because every time I watch any of the movies, I'm always thinking like, oh, this is great. That applies to all of them except Attack of the Clones for me, but yeah. <laughs> but but then again, like Rogue One, I, see, I love Rogue One too, but it's probably it's probably my least favorite of the new era. But see, like I feel like the Darth Maul. Thing in this movie is like the equivalent of like the Darth Vader scene in Rogue One. It's like the Darth Vader scene was awesome. It is awesome, but it's also like so fan servicey. It just feels like oh, I was like watching this story and I was totally invested and like sucked into this, and I was just following along Except beat it's like by a beat. Natural progression into that one, unlike this one that's just like hey, here's this dude that we decided to bring back to life. No, like, no, this is more life. egregious or more extreme or whatever for sure. But at the same time, like. I feel like if I put Rogue One on right now, I would watch it from the beginning until the moment Darth Vader shows up and be totally immersed. And then as soon as he shows up, it's like, oh, I see. This is the thing you did to make sure the movie would be popular. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels, like, forced to a certain extent, you know? Dark, dark, dark. Okay, I didn't mean it like that, but it does feel forced, I feel like, you know? But it is, you're right. It fits more cohesively into the, yeah. Yeah. Because it was quick. There wasn't any cheesy dialogue. I yeah, love that's true. the look on the on the, the guys' faces with like sheer terror when they're just like, yeah, and they just start shooting. Like I just, yeah. I think even if it is fans of it was well done. Like, and I don't know if they'll do it at the next Star Wars celebration, but at the last Star Star Wars celebration, there were like fifteen or twenty rebel soldiers cosplayers who like all of a sudden at like four o'clock one day in the afternoon like just started doing the thing where they're like run they had a data tape and they were like running through the convention center and then they had the dark mall cosplayer like you know who was like darth after vader. them or whatever or darth vader i mean cosplayer yeah it was pretty sweet like it only lasted about 10 minutes or whatever but they totally did that moment again and it was like okay well it was kind of worth it for that you know and i liked it at the time i still like it it's just you know it just feels a little a little forced i guess but anyway you know overall i I think I was expecting a lot of the sort of fan service stuff in jokes to be distracting and annoying. The example from Rogue One I always think of is the Panda Baba, Dr. Evazan one. Uh, that's the one part of that I don't like. But 
I, I have to say, I, I thought most of them were pretty subtle and interesting and not distracting yeah. in Solo. Well, even like the Kessel Run, like that's a huge thing from the original trilogy, like a huge little reference or whatever. And they could have like done that in a really obnoxious way and instead it was just like, okay, we're doing this Kessel thing. Like they did not like overemphasize it or make it too cheesy or overplay it, I didn't think at all. You I was really I mean? afraid it was going to get there at the very end with, with Beckett. When it was so obvious that they wanted to show everybody that Han shoots first. Yeah. And I, then, I didn't even think yeah. that. Oh, really? That's what it was. I thought, I thought for sure That's what that I thought. Beckett but was even going to say something about it. But it worked so perfectly in this, like, just in this movie, where yeah. it's like he finally gets it. He finally gets, like, this guy's a shyster, and he's going to, you know, he's, he's trying to... He's saving his he's, life. He's trying to talk you, you know, he's trying to talk well, his way out of it. You know, we, like, you can see, like, he, like Han's kind of an apprentice to him, and... And we're, and we're looking at a character who, who comes into New Hope as acting selfishly, and that's him transitioning to that character, saying, I love this man, I like this guy, he's my friend, uh, I'm going to shoot him, and I'm going to shoot first before he's even done talking when he doesn't expect it, which is, which is both character growth, but it's also a reference to the Greedo scene. So I, I thought they were going to go the wrong way with it and have Beckett actually say, like, oh, yeah, you, you shot first or something yeah, awful like that. Glad that they so glad they did Okay, so we haven't talked about Beckett or Vale, which we should talk about both those characters, but I also want to talk, make sure we talk about the fact that, like, you know, in some of the press stuff and just, like, what people want from this movie is to see how does Han Solo become, like, the jaded guy that he is in A New Hope? And I don't think we're there yet, personally. I like, agree. even though he shot Beckett, he no. shot first, I don't think we're there. Like, no, not, not fully, but that's him that's what I thought moving that direction. I thought she was going to die, that's what I was jaded. Yeah. Like. But with him, with him, like, you know, like, Kira told him, like, I know who you are, you know, and that was a great line from one of the trailers. It's like, I'm the only one who knows what you are. And he's like, oh, yeah, what's that? You know, like for her, to, for her to say, like, you're the good guy. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, I'm watching this movie. The actor, the performance, the writing, everything. It's so damn charming and affable and likable. And, like, it just exudes, like, the good guy thing. And, like, yeah, he kills his mentor in the end. But even that, it's like afterwards he holds his, he cradles him in his dying moments. And, and the guy he killed is kind of like, good one killing me I would have done that also like and don't even feel bad about it bruh you know what I mean yeah. so and know, we like, as the viewer <laughs> like both of them still even though that's happening he really hasn't sold out anybody that hasn't sold him out first in this movie you yeah. know so I just don't feel like he, we've gotten to the point where I get one of those I'm okay for now so yeah I don't know I mean one character I really, really liked was, uh, and I, I just looked up on IMDb because I, the whole time I'm like, I think that's John Favreau. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Rio Durant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I really like that character. Very funny. Was, he was great, yeah. yeah. He was really good. I think it's good, though, that, well, I shouldn't say I think it's good, but, like, I'm also happy with the fact that he wasn't in the movie throughout the whole thing. Like, it was good, you know, to add some energy and some humor in the first part of the movie, um, but... Then I think it was cool that you know. Yeah, he had a little, a little too much rocket raccoon kind of. Blew yeah, over. Like, yeah. Kind of felt like a little, there was a little bit of like well, the edgy and, pilot that just like says whatever. And, and I, yeah, and obviously his his role in the crew was redundant in yeah. comparison to Hans. So you right. know he kind of had to like pass the torch to Han, sort of you know. So. I, like, I don't know why I thought it was funny. He's like, it's okay. He's got me on one of my shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I thought that was funny. Like, 
Oh, I think I think the second viewing, and you know, obviously subsequent viewings, but I think the second viewing, there's gonna be a lot of little jokes like that, because I didn't catch that at the time. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. But there's probably a ton of like little comments like that, you know, because you just watch a movie and it's like. The, for the first time, especially a Star Wars movie, yeah. I didn't have the stress like, and you know, we'd been talking about this earlier, but I didn't have like this the stress and like the total anxiety going in this one that I usually do. It's lower. I thought they could have missed on it. I, I was okay for like, you know what, this one they've done so well, Thank you. so consistently with all these new ones. Like, yeah. if they missed the mark, I'd, I'd be okay with it. Like, right, I've kind of earned it, earned it, earned a miss. Yeah, they didn't by any means. But, no. Like, um, no, I, I I think that I think that it maybe did feel, in many ways, less Star Warsy overall than some of the other movies. Uh, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. I like what it was, and I like that it was a little different. But it's a good example of what the standalone movies could be because I think it took a certain element of Star Wars and distilled that down and just focused only on that, which is like the whole like hey, we're in a ship and there's somebody chasing us and we're trying to get away from them, you know? And even if you're not in a ship and you're not being chased, like, it's, like, that feeling of, like, on the, being on the run, which is a, a one of the many components of what makes a Star Wars movie. So, like, you know, that aspect was, was there. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is, like, the, the feeling that the movie had or the vibe that the movie had was not foreign to Star Wars. It just was missing a lot of things that are part of Star Wars. But, you know, it's kind of what maybe those standalone movies could because Rogue One in the end I feel like maybe not the original cut from Gareth Edwards that we'll never see but like the final cut I feel like they did bring in more of the like it didn't feel that far from a Star Wars movie in a lot of ways especially with Darth Vader showing up at the end and some of the music that they had in that movie and references to the force and everything like it wasn't a straight up Star Wars movie but it didn't feel as far away from the standard format as Solo does I feel like but then Solo feels very comfortable because it feels like we were saying like pretty close to an Indiana Jones movie I think you know in a lot of ways which is almost Star Wars so yeah yeah TIE Fighters in that one scene where they're yeah where they're escaping and it does anybody play the Fallout games here no because the cost like the Stormtrooper stuff looks exactly like the armor Oh really? This one faction in Fallout. Okay. Oh, the Brotherhood. Like when he's in the Empire, yeah, yeah. The mud troopers or whatever. Well, I noticed one part when Han had like, I think when he was in the, I don't remember when it was, but there was, it might have been when he was in the like train station or you know spaceport or whatever, and he had like the hat on, and then he had like like the, this like, I don't know what it was, but there were like flaps behind his head. And it reminded me of, of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark when uh, he had the hat on, but like he had the, what do you call it, like to, to protect himself from the sun, like he had wrapped his head oh, with yeah, the thing. Yeah. It looked like, I was like, oh my god, like there was just like one shot where I was like, that's straight out of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. It might just be me seeing things, but I thought it was well, potentially yeah, a reference there. This might be the most obvious reference to the original trilogy was the, the Lando, the, the barge disguised and used. Like oh yeah, oh Becca totally. Too, when Becca dresses up like Lando did, Jedi. Yeah. Well, also, yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, a different thing, but at the end of the movie too, when they see each other again, they go in for that hug. That was like straight yeah, oh, out yeah. of the beginning okay, of Empire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was pretty. pretty it's total awesome. recreation right yeah. there, which was but, cool. But added the little element of him pickpocketing. Uh, that was awesome. Card, that yeah. was see, and and that like, that just like light fun stuff is 
really good. Yeah, so. And I do like how they very well like, kind of explain, like, how does this ship that made the castle run uh, become a piece of junk? Yeah. I was surprised how trashed it was by the end. I, I, in hindsight, I probably shouldn't be. Like, that's the obvious outcome, but <laughs> I didn't know it all happened in this one movie. This was the first Star Wars movie where, they, where Blaster Fire actually does something other than nothing or explosion. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, what about Vale? I thought Vale was great. Vale, Vale kind of like Rio, was yeah. awesome and, you know, and then not around too long. Surprising. I don't yeah, think her death had as big of an effect on, like, um, what's his name? Uh, Beckett. Beckett, as yeah. you kind of, you would think it would, sort of. Like, I mean, was a droid, you mean? Like, yeah. Well, really, because, like, it's, like, two hours later, and he's, like, sitting there with these makeshift, like, graves. And then he like stands up and he's mad for like thirty seconds and then kind of I don't so know. He you like know? punches him in the face and it's almost funny. Like, yeah. Like, oh, ha, 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 like we're not at a funeral anymore. I totally expected what's her name to be his daughter at the end. I was thinking that too. I mean, for, I. Be, no, no, no. Enfys oh, Ness. Well, because oh yeah, yeah because yeah. they made that that reveal with his face. Yeah. I was I was thinking. Wait, are we supposed to know what? Right. Yeah. Is it is this supposed to be somebody we like? Yeah, we know who way, this is. That, that actor looks just like a former. Oh really? Exactly. Oh wow. Maybe it is. Did you check the credits? No, I could, yeah. I think I think we're just. I mean, I think the. I think later you're just supposed to realize that oh, because she's she's supposed to be this person who's been around for a long time and she's very young. Well, no, but okay, but but. I'm confused about that though because I got the impression that. The Enfys nest that shows up at the yeah. end is not the same person Correct. as was on the train no, and everything else. It's a short else. time later. It's a very short time later. It is the same. But they were talking about how she's been around forever. And then they I explained it's that it's her mom. That, that per, yeah, that person picked up her mom's mantle. Yes. But, but it wasn't the mom in the beginning of the movie. No. Right. No. It, it's just showing that she's, she's a different Enfys nest. Than wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The movie takes place over. A period of time, though, right? Like yeah, but not between between the train scene and the and the part where they reveal in this nest is only a short period of time. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. I definitely am disappointed that um, Michael K. Williams wasn't wasn't able to be whatever that guy's name is. It's a blanking right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dryden Voss. I really like him as an actor. I don't think this guy did a bad job. Oh by no. He, I, I but. Think but if Michael K. Williams had played that role, it was going to be a CG character, like a performance capture. And it was going to be like, yeah, it was going to be like a Catman type yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm, I guess there really wasn't like a love triangle type thing with him and Kira. Mm, it's kind of implied. It's implied, sort of, but like... But she think, says, like, think, I'm not with him. I don't think Catman's out of the question since there's a droid or... I mean that's true, but yeah. that's true, but it, it just would have been a lot like harder to sell that if it was like some feline bipedal alien thing versus Paul Bettany with some scratches on his face. You know what I mean? That it was a lot more likely that you know. I don't know. And I, and I thought Paul Bettany was a good villain. He felt I, I felt pretty frightened when he was on screen. I, I thought that they. He yes. did a good job of making him seem really unpredictable. I, I loved how like his eyes got red when he got, when he got mad. His eyes would get red. That was awesome. Yeah, I thought he was great. Very, it was an original character, original villain for Star Wars, which is good. And yeah, he was. He yeah, was great. Yeah, they weren't like over. 
I mean, he's still like a fairly low level gangster, like yeah, you know, big enough to have his own like party yeah, boat. Darth yeah. Maul, though. He's working for Darth <laughs> Maul. Yeah, brother. Uh, it just felt like I was watching a cartoon when that came on. Not because of the way it looks. Like, it does feel like, Because the voice, because the voice actor was a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, in the fact that it was a hologram, I felt like, man, I feel like I'm watching one of those last episodes of Rebel Series on. Yeah. I totally get that. But I also get excited, too. Yeah. Hmm. Well... I don't know. I mean, I I definitely liked it a lot. I I'm not where you are, Dan, where it's like you know my favorite of the new Star Wars movies or anything like that. Um, but it it helped. I, I think it's partly the where I'm at right now because I'm really like I don't know. The last year I took it out of me. Like I I was not excited about Star Wars anymore. We don't need to get into all this again yeah. right now. But like oh, yeah. it, it was it was what I needed right now. That's so. shocking. I do think that makes a lot of sense, though. Like, after The Last Jedi, which was a more reflective, contemplative movie, and, you know, yeah. Um, you know, to have one that's just more light and fun and stuff like that. And I think, like, maybe not you necessarily, but I do think that The Last Jedi, as time goes on, like, once Episode Nine comes out, I feel like people are going to be able to watch The Last Jedi and enjoy it a lot more than they can now. You know what I mean? Um, as part of a trilogy. As, yeah, like, once you see what happens with Kylo Ren and with Rey and with Luke Skywalker in the next movie and everything else, I feel like people will go back and watch Empire, or Last Jedi and be like, oh, yeah, that's just the middle. It's fine. You know what I mean? Like, whereas right now it's the newest thing, and, you know, if they're not happy with... Like, whatever J.J. does with Luke Skywalker in, in Episode Nine could completely... You know, kind of rectify a lot of issues people have with the Last Jedi. I feel like you know. I, I still can't even like pinpoint what it was for me, but like I don't know. I, it seemed like that was the end of the trilogy. I don't. What the fuck do I need to know about these people anymore? Right, I but when when, when Episode Nine comes out and and, 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 and the things that happen in it are awesome, and you love what you find like, out about them. I hate them. that Ryan Johnson is doing this animal rights stuff. I hate that he's doing this slave. Yeah, stuff. I don't really right. get a crap about that. You know, like it's it's not that sort of stuff for me. It's just something about it. The feeling. And I, I don't know. I just really like Kylo and Rey. It's all about them. Very, very intrigued to see what happens with them. Yeah. I really don't. I I don't know what Episode Nine is going to be though. I can't really figure it out. Like. No, Ryan didn't make that easy for JJ for sure. Yeah, but like they know what it is. You know what I mean? And but I just don't. I think it's well. Just it's essentially basically Kylo, Kylo Ren. Like I don't understand where Kylo Ren is going. I can see it seems like whatever's going to happen needs way more time than Episode Nine for it to happen. You know what I mean? Like you're saying, like where are they going to go with him? Well, I well, think they're going to make it. There's, are there are there are implications that make it seem like it's going to take place farther away in the future because John Boyega is growing out his hair. Yeah, but it could be a year later and he grows out his hair. But but I do think you're right. It will take place like a significant number of years later, like more than. I don't know. Longer hair. Yeah, but I mean, I think it makes a comment about it already. Yeah, but but I don't know. I just think that like I I don't know what's gonna happen with Kylo because there's no other. That's the biggest thing for me with Episode Nine. That's like a giant question mark for me. There's no other villain. 
like Kylo is the villain now, you know, because they eliminated the like mentor type villain, you know. So Kylo has to become that next like big villain, you know. Um, well, and where's the growth and the payoff for Rey in one more movie? I don't know. She's gonna be a Jedi. Like, what what are they gonna do with her character? At this point. Well, if she turns Kylo Ren back to the light, I mean, that's a pretty big payoff, you know? Yeah. Or if she... Re- I'm, I don't know what I want with him, because... That's, that's kind of what I mean. Like, it left me in a place where it's like, I don't know what I want. Yeah, but yeah, but where where are you left? Okay, but like, but what's the alternative? That's what's great about going to this, going to solo for me. Like, this was good. It's comfortable. It's comfortable. Yeah, it's not even that it's comfortable. It's like it's light. I I don't. I guess maybe I'm kind of tired of them trying to feel like they have to build this huge, big story that all works together. Which to circle back is like why the Darth Maul thing sucks. Like uh, part of why the Darth Maul. And that's why I said even since. You know, before the last Jedi came out, I'm really excited for these new movies to come out. I'm kind of ready, new to, characters be, I'm kind of ready to be done with the Skywalker for at least a while. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah, but I mean, just like, get some new, some new blood. Yeah. I don't know. I I I, I put a lot of stock in the idea too that like the few comments that JJ's made about it is that he's viewing episode 9 as not only the end of this trilogy but the end of the saga so if, if he can write a script and direct a movie that kind of like feels like the culmination not only of those three movies but of all nine movies it could feel pretty epic and pretty meaningful and like not just like oh well I guess we found out like a couple more things about what Ray's doing or whatever but it should feel like a like a big conclusion like how do you do that without a big villain you know so I feel like Kylo has to become a big villain. But like you were saying, you know, like, well, okay, when Last Jedi's over, I don't know where they're going to go. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what the stakes are. I don't really know, like, what the conflict is going forward. Like, how, where does it go? But if it just settled into the familiar routine of, like, what happened in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, like, that wouldn't really be very interesting either. You know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of excited by the... I feel like they don't have that many options. You've got one movie to work you don't have a lot of options to work with. You know what I mean? I mean, I, yeah, I guess, but, like, I don't know. What, what are your options after uh, Empire Strikes Back? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but at least there's something that you actually care about. Like, I, what do I care about? You don't care about, like, Kylo Ren as a character and Rey as a character? Rey? I, I like them both. When I think about that movie, I don't even think about them. I don't, it's real. It is weird because it's mostly focused like, on those two well, characters. Yeah. No, like, That's I, mainly what the movie's about. That movie has like a big void in my mind. And I, I can't explain it. I've seen it six times, but like. I don't know. That's really weird. It is. <laughs> Trust me. Believe me, I've been trying to. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. Because I'm like, wow, Kylo's a more dynamic villain than you've ever seen in a oh, Star Wars movie. Oh, by far. Yeah. yeah. Like so. Not even close. Nobody even even half as dynamic. His acting is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And if they can somehow weave like Anakin and Han and Luke into like, because what they need to do is sort of like settle the story of Rey and Kylo Ren, because that's really what the sequel trilogy is. But if he's looking at it like Episode Nine also needs to be the conclusion of the whole saga, if they can like factor like. You know, Kylo, Rey, Luke, Anakin, 
you know, all that into it. Han, if whatever happens, I think whatever happens with Kylo in the end needs to. Han and maybe Leia too need to be like a major component of that in some way, which I don't know what they do with it. I don't really want it to be like he's the big scary bad guy until the end of the movie and then he dies like becoming a good guy again. Because that's just a repetition of what happened with Darth Vader. I know you and I just differ on this, but like both Vader, Anakin, and Kylo Ren murdered a bunch of children. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of those I'm like you can't redeem. I mean, the very first thing you see, like, the very first time you encounter Kylo Ren, he's like, "Just slaughter this whole village." Yeah. You know. My like, uncle might have wanted to kill me, so I killed a bunch of kids. <laughs> and then, and then, join the dark, join whatever, join the Knights of Ren or whatever he ended up doing. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I can't. Sorry, can't get past that. I agree. Well, and he killed Han Solo. I mean, like. Well, to be fair, he just pushed the lightsaber through and he fell really far. <laughs> yeah. That could mean anything. And then the planet he's exploded. Gonna, he'll and come he, back, and he's going to be yeah. the leader of a of a new gangster. Somebody's yeah. going to be working for him. He'll have a robotic you know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Solo wound, that wound is, is going to flash forward. Yeah. He's, yeah. Back <laughs> he's got a bionic kidney from wherever that lightsaber went through. Because when the planet blew off, it, what it did was really just pushed him really yeah. hard. <laughs> off of the planet. He just like forced through yeah. like Leia did, just exactly. like through space. Oh, speaking of push, that line. I never heard him say push it in the movie. I heard him say punch it. He, he said did. punch it. He yeah. said punch it. Now why is it in the trailer he says push it? Because they're idiots. Outtake. Outtake? Yeah. No, he definitely said punch it. In the trailer he says push well, it. Well, that was another one. Even my three-year-old was like, why is he saying push it? Or four-year-old. Oh, okay. Why is he saying push it? <laughs> that was another one. I don't when, know. Uh, it's weird. When they when they got on the Falcon, thinking about the callbacks, they got on the Falcon after uh, L3 died. Um... Beckett says, Han, get us out of here. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, all right. Well, what was that George Lucas line that you brought up to me during oh, the movie? Oh, yeah. Uh, Lando says, I don't like it, I don't agree with it, but I accept it. That line is, is a line that Lawrence Kasdan said to George Lucas. And George Lucas was telling him that he didn't think of Yoda, this is back in the Jedi days, in front of the Jedi days, he didn't think of Yoda as a, as a warrior, he was just a teacher. And that he'd never stand a chance fighting Darth Vader. Obviously, Lucas rethought that later when he made the prequels. But Kazan's response to that was, "I don't like it. I don't agree with it, but I accept it." And that's in the making of Return of the Jedi book. And that is what Lando says in this movie, which Lawrence Kasdan wrote. About about taking five percent you guys, just to get the boot off of the, off the, part of the parking boot off of that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that article that was talking about when George was on set and the like one directing thing he kind of did? Oh yeah, what was it? It was when he, when Han and Kira are in the cloak room. Yeah. And she like gives him the cloak. They had him hanging it up. Oh yeah. And he did that. And George is like, Han wouldn't hang it up. And he'd throw it. Out. He'd toss it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. right. That's right. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I like I that, that too. When we were putting out the fire, he was like, that's a custom piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. 
Well, did you see, uh, I know I sent it to some of you guys, like the Variety article about like how the whole production fell apart with uh, Lord and Miller and all that. And uh, it was it was a big article, but like one thing that was in there was, was that uh, Harrison has seen the movie twice and was like really like effusive with his praise. Like he loved the movie. He loved Alden Ehrenreich, which I agree, Alden was fantastic, but he, he like loved the movie too. He's like, yeah, he... Which I mean, to, to get that from Harrison Ford is pretty pretty big deal. You know he what I mean? Yeah. 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 He's kind of got some Han Solo to him. So oh, absolutely. Really anybody, yeah. I anybody who didn't. I feel like anybody who's saying that Alden didn't, didn't match up, didn't do his job. It's just that's what they want to feel. Cause I, yeah. Yeah. He was great. I agree. All the way through, I, I felt like his charm really, really landed with me. He really carried the movie. Was, I was very impressed. I wasn't totally expecting that. Right. Right.